Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And I don't know what I'm helping you with this week, but I sure like doing it. Uh, I love hearing how I help you guys get to work on your commute or go to the grocery store, do the Target run, fold the laundry, wash the dishes, cook the meals, whatever it is you're doing. Um, I'm glad to be on that journey with you. In this episode, I'm talking about this week. This week is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Monday looks like one of the better days this week. (laughs) We still have that Mars Pluto opposition and Mars and Pluto are square Jupiter still in the T square of boom. And it's been tense. I've, I've had all kinds of tech issues. It's, it's been nuts because of where it's hitting in my chart. Um, let's see what else I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about Memorial day as well. We're going to talk about Memorial day. It, it, or at least the weekend. It, it's not too bad of a weekend. It's, it's the moon in Leo, <laughs> the 24th through the 26th is, is kind of explosive energy. You know, not only will the moon be conjunct Mars squaring off with Jupiter and opposing Pluto, like the minute it enters, um, I, we could see some big bada booms happening and I think it'll be a lot of natural events, but you know, there's other stuff. So there's that. Got some fun stuff happening in this episode as well. We're talking about uh, what's going on in Patreon. Don't skip the patron shoutouts, guys. I kept it short this time anyway. Um, Also talking about being a guest on other podcasts. And the first episode that I was a guest on someone else's podcast has dropped and I'm excited about that. That's super fun. And I talk about that coming up next in the next segment. That's exciting. And I hope y'all go listen to it and support that podcaster. Um, they're absolutely wonderful. And I'll put the information in the show notes. You'll find out more about that, the deets on that in the next segment. And then I answer um, I answer questions. I answer some astrology questions. We've got quite a few good ones. I've got some... Um, some complex ones um and you'll hear that in that in that episode there's a couple times i'm like oh i'm not going to answer that this episode and i make a promise about uh doing a patron only episode i'll I'll try to get that done this week try to get that done this week um that's probably how i'll use the wild energy of the week i'll do a patron only episode about pluto so that's one of the fun things about having a Patreon. I can make special content for the people who support what I do. And one of those things, especially, is this podcast. All right. No need to chit chat around too much. Let's grab our coffee and uh, let's start the day with some information about this week. Starting May 22nd through the 28th. And like I said, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Okay, okay. I can't stand it. I've got to. 
tell you about the podcast I got to be a guest on. Super exciting. It's called Out of the Box with Christine. And Christine is absolutely phenomenal. She is an amazing media professional. She helps people get their podcast started. Um, she teaches them about how to promote themselves, how to work with media itself, how to grow their audiences and their businesses. And I, I was utterly honored to be her guest, but more importantly, to get to know her as a person. Uh, she was in broadcasting, radio broadcasting in Los Angeles and New York for many, many years before moving to Australia. And she is uh, absolutely one of the, the coolest people I've gotten to talk to. Um, we kind of have a mutual admiration society going on. Her name is Christine Blasdale, and she is your expert authority coach giving you and your business the attention they deserve is her tagline i love her mantra do it today do it today do it today and she's not wrong i got to be her guest talking about astrology and business and gave a few heads up on what i see happening out in the world we had a wonderful conversation you can check the show notes for the link or you can go to out of the box with christine on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, and YouTube. And again, I'll put those links in, in the show notes. Super, super excited to be her guest and to kind of get out there a little bit more. So thank you for listening to that and check her out. If you have a business, especially, she's got wonderful guests um, with great expertise. Before I went on the show, I, I listen, I do that before I go on. I listen to people's podcasts and get a feel for what's going to go on in the show. So I'm a little prepared. And man, I just couldn't stop listening to the episodes. So I'm a subscriber to her now. So you should go check her out. So, all right, what are we doing? Are we folding laundry? Are we washing dishes? Are we sweeping floors? Are we taking the kids to school? I promise I'll watch my potty mouth a little bit. Um, are we folding the laundry? What are we doing together? Let me know. Um, I love knowing all the different ways I go to places, whether it's the grocery store or I help you at work. Um, it's always fun when you check in with me with that. So here's what you wanna know. Next couple of days aren't too bad. With the moon in Cancer, there's not a lot of stress going on there. In fact, we might even have a couple of good days. It was the lowest crunch report I've given in, in quite a few weeks. Okay, it was the lowest crunch report I've given in quite a few weeks. And it's giving us a chance to kind of... We will be in the feels. And I know people are going to be like, but I've been so emotional, Lori. I'm like, yeah, emotional isn't bad. It's been frustrating. We're watching leaders or so-called leaders make really terrible decisions. Um, we're facing climate crisis. There's economic crisis. There's conflicts around the world and conflicts brewing and things are uncertain. I, I think it's okay to have a cry over that. Okay. Pardon my Cancerian sun and Mercury, but I think it's okay to have a moment. I have moments too. I sit there in frustration. My poor mods had to listen to me vent my decades of frustration at, at leadership on, in many sectors of the world for allowing the chaos to happen. We, we could have innovated. We could have innovated many times. 
um, but people are holding on to their beliefs and living in cognitive dissonance and here we are and yeah sometimes we're just gonna have a little breakdown and then we have a breakthrough okay so we're kind of in a week where things are fomenting we've got tensions fomenting we've got pressure building and we're all tired we're all tired it's okay to be tired okay guys are we gonna stay tired no no like i said once in a while we have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough and that's kind of the transition week we're in so when the moon goes into leo this week when the moon goes into leo this week it's going to conjunct well first it's going to square off with jupiter and it will oppose pluto and that will be some kind of big tension that's going to spill over into some kind of action when the moon conjuncts with mars just you know four hours later or before and it could be the volcano in mexico okay i cannot pronounce that word (laughs) it's my spanish isn't good to start with and I, i cannot pronounce that volcano's name but it's been very active it's already erupted a little bit and it's been very very active and there is a warning from the state department for travelers from the u.s to mexico right now if it's going to go do something this week it is likely it will happen when the moon is in um, leo now there's nothing you can do about natural events like that so if you're in the area because i know we do have listeners in mexico please be careful please be safe um there's only so much we can do to prep for those kinds of events um Jupiter and the North Node are are coming close together. I'm just going to pull up the chart for the 24th here. Let's see. When I look at the chart, it is very likely that it could be in South America, Central America, Mexico, south of where I am. Okay, so yes, Mexico is part of North America. People like to forget that. It's south of where I am. And that's where the action is kind of happening. It's um, <clears throat> south, south, southwest. And so um, that's a bit of a concern. Um, the moon and Mars are conjunct on the 24th of, of May at 12.59 p.m. Um, actually, probably a little bit earlier than that, about 12.20 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So that's like 3.20 p.m. Eastern. And um, things things are kind of hotting up. And we have Venus sextile Uranus. Um, this could be great on a personal level, by the way. That could be a really good day, especially if you have mid-degree, mid-to later-degree placements in Taurus or Cancer. There might be some little blessings that show up for you. Little surprises, little happy gifts might show up. Um, so that's not a bad thing. And um, we could see some interesting economic surprises happen as well. And it could be good things. Um, I don't think there's going to be an agreement on the debt ceiling that day. 
um, like I said, I see potential, a very slim potential for a save um, through negotiations. I don't think it's going to come through negotiations. So we may hear, you know, Biden may pull the, the, the 14th Amendment. And I've been saying for quite a long time that we are in a constitutional crisis. Okay. We just had the eighth Saturn return for the U.S. Constitution. It finalized in January of 2023. We will continue. And it wasn't just the Saturn return. It's everything else going on. No, we are not in the Pluto return of the United States. I have a whole episode on that. You can scroll through back through my old episodes to find it. Um, that doesn't happen for quite some time because we didn't become a country till 1789. We did not become a country in 1776. We were still fighting to become one. Just because you say something, I can say, you know, I'm an airplane, doesn't make me one. Okay. So there's tensions throughout this week. There's tensions throughout this week. And we end the weekend, or we we have a long weekend in the USA Memorial Day, and the moon will be in Libra then. Okay, and I think people, <laughs> I think people are just gonna want to take it easy or have a good time. It, it's not too bad then. There's a square to Venus, but it's it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I think people are going to probably um, just be a little careful with their spending that weekend because people are nervous about what's going to happen in the first week of June when it comes to the debt ceiling. Um, I'd love to give you better news, and I promised you some hope. And we do have hope. We do have hope. We have the node and Jupiter conjunct. We have the node and Jupiter conjunct, the north node. Um Yes, it is a, an expansion of, of destiny, you could say. Destiny, destiny. Little Mel Brooks. Um, it's an expansion of, of, it's an economic expansion in some ways. You know, Jupiter is not Santa Claus. But there is, that we have, like, there's a saving grace in this. Okay, so even if something big happens, and if you could see me, I'm doing little air quotes with my fingers, big, if we did something big, then we would see um, it benefits us later down the line. So sometimes when we hit a crisis point, that's exactly just like I said, sometimes we have the breakdown and it leads to the big breakthrough. Okay. Um, I I gave um, in the crunch report for patrons for the moon and cancer. I talked about that a little bit. I'm, I'm reminding us we have to stop isolating ourselves out of fear and worry and doubt. We have to start connecting to like-hearted people. We have to get to know people and build relationship. Um, It's essential moving forward. We are the future, each one of us. You can't just put put it all on the shoulders of Gen Z. I think that's rather irresponsible. They're very young and we shouldn't be sitting back there going, well, donate some money. Yeah, money's important and we should donate to causes, but we also should be surrounding these young ones so they can move forward and, and take some hits for them. Because... They don't need to be beat up and bruised as teenagers and early 20-somethings, you know, fighting for the fate of the planet. 
without some protection. And that that's, if you're older, that's your job too. Okay. Um, what won't get us through the next week is whining about historic times. We've all lived through historic times. Your grandparents lived through historic times. Your great-grandparents lived through historic times. We do not live in more historic times than our ancestors did. And as difficult as times are today, there was a very brief window in time where things were economically better for most people, and that was kind of like the 50s through the 60s. Um... I didn't get to see that, you know, but even that is a bit of a fantastical thing. There were still places like that didn't have electricity in 1950. It came in a little bit later. So you yeah, really had a 10, 15 year window where things were a little more cushy. Okay. And they quickly began to erode it. So the media likes to spin things to disempower you. You were born for these times. You are the future. We are the solution seekers. We are the makers of change. And we need to network. And we need to join together. And you can't say, well, I, I don't like people. I'm not social. You're freaking human. Your DNA is designed of covalent bonds. Okay, so stop hanging out with toxic whiners and start meeting with some people who are out to make a difference. Okay. Um, people will be urging you to vote in the 2024 elections. I am among them. But that is the least of what we can do. Okay. I know in red states it's difficult. I know they've been gerrymandering. I get that. And some of that will make it much more difficult. If you have any privilege at all, lend it to the cause. Okay. But we can still plan forward. You know, I, I like to plan for worst case scenarios. And if they don't happen, I'm, you know, I'm overprepared, underwhelmed. Okay. That's what I suggest people do. Inflation is going to continue. It's not going to slow down. And the Fred, if the Fed rate raises rates again, it's not going to help any more than the last rounds have because the problem hasn't been consumer spending. It has been corporate greed. And it is causing inflation on everything. It's put stress on my astrologers. It's put stress on me. Um, I work really, really hard to keep prices in a range people can access, given the services they're receiving. You know, this isn't your, you know, when you read with us, it's not what you get from most people. It's extremely accurate. It's extremely useful. You're gifted an immense amount of information. And, you know, um, I want to make sure my astrologers can, you know, take care of themselves. So we're going to have to raise the rates um, because I have a new payment system um, where it allows you, it's called Zezzle, and it allows you to make six split payments interest-free, um, but it has a much higher percentage that it takes out of the sale. And so when I give a discount, I don't take that out of the astrologer's share. I take it out of my share. And, um, you know, it still benefits me in a lot of ways. But when I give a 50% discount, they're the ones getting, they get their half. We do a profit share. They get their half. So, um, <clears throat> you know, so in order to keep on giving discounts, the juicy discounts to patrons, which aren't always 50% off, it depends. Um, you know, in order to do that, I'm going to have to raise prices. And I've made those announcements to the patrons and to lists and, um, it's just, 
something we got to do. I'm not going to raise the price on your ahead readings. Those open up in June. Um, I'm going to keep those where they're at. And um, some of the consultation readings I'm going to have to raise because, again, of, of it depends on the amounts. Okay. Depends on the amounts. Um, some of them are going to have to rise. So sorry, guys. But I will still give juicy discounts to patrons and to people on my email list. You'll also get discounts. They're never as good as the patron discount. But you want to remember to use the right discount. Because my administration is me, myself, and I, guys. So, how are you the hope? And I bring up the economic stuff because, you know, we all we all have to make decisions. That's what this square is all about. That's what this T-square is all about. It's forcing us to innovate. It's forcing us to make decisions. And some of them are uncomfortable. And I think you could hear from the tone of my voice. It's not the most comfortable decision for me. But trying to add as many helpful things as I can, including, you know, even payment plans on the website, you know, that's it's all kinds of things. People are going to have to make decisions they're not comfortable with. Doesn't mean you have to make bad decisions. And these decisions have to be centered around making sure your oxygen mask is on and on securely. Okay. So those of us who were raised to be really nice or, you know, be over accommodating we may be very uncomfortable right now just saying so there is that um the rocky days of this week are the 24th through the 26th and then the 27th through the, the 27th my well let me look the 27th we've got the moon moving into virgo and about 8 a.m., 8-ish a.m., let me take a look. It's going to be an opposition. No. Oh, that was my mistake. A.m., not P.M., Lori. Here we go. I have had more issues with software these days. Sliding to AM. Okay, it stayed. All right. Um, yeah. So at about 8.40 p.m. Or sorry, 8.40 a.m. Pacific on the 27th. We can talk, right? The moon will be in opposition to Saturn on May 27th. Um, I don't think that's necessarily too ugly of a transit. It is going to be kind of interesting because... Um, The moon will also be making um, a trine to Jupiter that day. And that day is the day Jupiter and the node are conjunct. So it's going to be interesting. I think we could see seismic activity. I think um, we could see volcanic activity, you know, between the 24th and the 27th. But we could also see some amazing saves. We could see humans doing what humans really do best, which is being of service to one another, helping each other out. There could be other kinds of natural events around the world. Um, There could be, you know, weather events and things like that, that, you know, but people rise to the occasion. 
we tend to focus on the negative. We tend to focus on the ugliness. We tend to focus on the things that scare us. I mean, that's why we like ghost stories, right? Tell me a story that goes bump in the night. And yet there's so much beauty to put our focus to, even in devastating times, even when things are hard. There's beautiful things to look at. And that's where we want to put our focus. We want to look at the best of us. We want to see people, everyday people, doing extraordinary things. And we need to be doing those extraordinary things. And I'm not saying you need to run into a burning building or doing anything like that. But you can make sure somebody's okay. You can, if you witness something going on, you could make a call to try to help out. You could befriend someone. You could, you know, if you see something, do something about it. Don't just stand there and gawk. You know, um, I'm not saying put yourself in harm's way either. But it can be extraordinary to make sure somebody who is houseless has water. Or some money for food. And you'd be like, but what if they spend it on drugs? What if they do? What if they do? You know. What if they do? What if they don't go to Mickey D's? Yeah. Carry water with you to give out. It's okay to hand somebody some water. Yeah. Dehydration does bad things to our brains. So there's things we can do and we can be the hope we want to see in the world as much as we can be the change. You have to change within before you can change anything without. It's it, We are all going to have big feelings and big emotions um, over the next, you know, six, seven weeks. Um, we're, we're, we're tired and people are cranky and they're sensitive. And we're watching things continue. We're watching people do really dumb things with our rights. And with our economy and with our livelihoods, you know, it's easy to be frustrated and it's easy to want to give up, but you weren't made to give up. You were made to be the future. And so one of the most powerful moments I know of is when we can sit quietly after a good cry and in that silence, after you've blown your nose, that silence, when it's really quiet and it's quiet inside of you, you know, you've, the storm has blown through, you've, you've cried, you've raged, you've screamed, you've pounded the ground, you've hiccuped and sobbed. And when you're done and you've blown your nose, and maybe a tear or two, really hot, big tears, they've, they're li- leaking out of the eyeballs, unbidden. You know, but you're, you're quieter. That's a sacred space because that's the space where the ideas come. That's where the solutions are. So if you find yourself really cranky this week, you are not alone. We are all tired. It has been a long time, but we need to take this frustration and not allow it to be apathy or feel powerless but rather feel the frustration, let the release happen, and listen for the solutions. You want to connect with people. You want to get organized. You want to form resistance. 
Okay. And resistance, not just walking in the street and taking to the streets, not performative, but like quiet resistance, because I can tell you there's women who are going to need that help. There are people um, in the LGBTQIA community that need that help. There are people in the BIPOC community that need that help. And sometimes quiet is stronger. Okay. The tension is building because Pluto re-enters Capricorn June 11th. And it's going to be a crazy time in June. And it's still just more pressure building till July when the nodes change. And they change square Pluto. And it's going to be a very disruptive summer. And I'll talk more about what Venus retrograde and Leo might mean. I, that's not necessarily the worst of it. There's those other stuff happening. But I was going to keep it light. I guess I didn't, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, housing market isn't going to be great this year. Commercial real estate has to tank first. The banks are going to tighten up lending. Um, and the debt ceiling, it's going to probably be challenged and, and what have you. We're living in interesting times. But we were born for them. Okay? So it's a wacky month. It's a wacky end to the month. And... Um, we're going to start June off with a bucking. Um, but yeah, there's some very, very interesting astrology this week. And I'll talk a little bit more about that um, before I get into the astrology Q&A. Because I kind of want to talk about weather and all sorts of stuff. Don't give up hope. Please. Okay. Don't give up hope. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens around the world. Um, yeah, we haven't heard anything about the power plant in Ukraine. <clears throat> One of the things that I've found lately is because the media doesn't do an adequate job of reporting on anything in a timely manner or people don't report incidences, um, I'll, I'll predict something and then like six months to eight months down the line, there'll be a news story saying, oh yeah, back in so-and-so month, this happened. We didn't report it till now, you know? So <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Um, you gotta think on one hand about your security, but part of your security depends on other people. None of us are islands. We need to form close groups of people, okay? Tight networks. And you can say, I don't have any friends. Well, you can make friends, okay? And we make friends not by looking for what we need or want, but what we can give. A good friend of mine many years ago when I started networking for my business at the time, and I hadn't networked in a long time, and I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to be social, um, and I was like, Hey, you got any advice? And they said, yeah, don't worry about being interesting. 
be interested. You do that and you'll rock it. And I'll say, oh, that's that's great advice. And it is. Ask somebody about themselves. When they tell you about something they're interested in, say, tell me more. And mean it. Be genuine. If you're a patron, get into the Discord. Let's have some conversations. Yeah, you're there to learn about astrology, but astrology is reflective of life, my friends. Every word I'm speaking, if you if you knew astrology, you'd know the transits I was talking about without me having to say them. And that is the skill you can learn when you actually study astrology. You can hear the astrology in somebody's voice and the words they say in the events, in the photos they take, in the songs they sing, or the music they listen to, or how they dance. You can see it, you can hear it, you can know the astrology without somebody saying, oh, well, I have Venus, square, Mars in my chart, right? Okay. Let's do some patron shout outs and talk about some other good stuff. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the end of May and Memorial Day. And it's actually a good weekend. All right, pick up another towel and fold it. Did you get a good parking spot? Did you? Or are you still driving? I won't distract you. Keep your hands on 10 and 2. Oh, I hope your coffee was the perfect temperature for sipping this morning. I hope you are having a decent day. And if you've shed a little tear, that's okay. Feelings are okay, my friends. So let's see. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in Patreon. Um... We've got our video live stream horoscopes. Sorry about the slides this time, guys. Um, the slides wouldn't load. It was just nuts. But anyway, I got the most important slides embedded in the post up on Patreon. So you could see, you know, kind of what to expect this week based on the transits. And um, and I now know how to put chapters in my YouTube videos. That's exciting. We are going to meet every Sunday at 3.30 for live streaming. I'll get, and I'll get some reminder email. Somebody asked for a reminder email about an hour before. And I was like, oh, but I'm running to catch up. And then I realized as I was making that excuse, I was like, wait, I can schedule a post. Duh. So I'll do some scheduled reminders. Um, and uh, if you're in Planet of the Month, the video will be up tomorrow um i'll finish the audio recordings of that book as well the living by luna workbook or not workbook but just book um there's so much to do so little time um let's see what else is going on in patreon world oh we got coffee with lori on sunday may 28th we've got coffee with lori sunday may 28th that'll happen at 12 30 noon 30 so um on sunday the 28th we meet in the discord which is super fun all right let's announce our newest patrons thank you for sponsoring the podcast patrons we've got shireen mia jacks 532 amy 
Morgan, Joshua, Lizzie, Caitlin, Susan, Hazel, James, Jerrica, Juti, Sarah, Sam, Electra, Susan B., Nikki, Simone, Andrea, Radine, Sherry, Polly, Reba, Kyle, Danny, Kendall, Shannon, Tosha, Mugwort, and Moon Podcast. Thank you for putting up with me and my really wild and weird transits I've been living through. (laughs) I tell you, I am looking so forward to next week. Um, Remember, without patrons, there is no podcast. So thank you. Thank you for supporting the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about Memorial Day weekend and what you can look forward to that because you really do get to look forward to something, guys. I promise. Um, it's just kind of the middle part of this week. It's just like, what the hell? Um, but but the weekend is a lot better. And I think we're all just going to be looking for a little bit of R&R. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about that coming up next and then we'll do astrology Q and a, where we talk about astrology and I answer your questions. Those are patron questions. All right. Alrighty. So we have... To look at Memorial Day. We're looking at Memorial Day weekend. Most of the weekend, the moon is in Virgo. Um, Like I said, it's pretty chill. Um, There might be some natural events. I don't think those are happening in California. But let me take a quick look. Yeah. I don't really think so. I think it's... um, it's not in Southern California anyway. Northern California off the coast might see a little bit of action again. Um, northeast. Yeah, maybe maybe more like Asia Pacific region. Um, we're looking May 29th. Oops. Helps if we hit the right button, Lori. Um, yeah, so the moon moves into Libra on Monday, May 29th. Um, at around, um, 845 AM. And that's just going to be relatively pleasant. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty chill, you know, relatively chill time. Because again, we we have the stress from Mars in Leo towards the, you know, planets in Taurus. So Mars will be starting to form a square with Mercury. So we'll see some bad traffic, you know, but what's new on Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day itself. Um, So in general, though, if you just want to have a cozy, take it easy, get your decks in a row kind of time over the weekend, that's great. If you're trying to go on that traditional family vacation that you always go to, 
um, you know, it, it might be a little more than you want to deal with because people are going to continue to be reactive with, with Mars and in Leo. So you got to be careful while you're driving. Um, and people always wonder what I mean by careful while you're driving. I mean exactly what I said, you know, watch out for other drivers, watch out for road rage um, from yourself or anybody else. Um just keep your eye open because people who aren't conscious aren't thinking and they're reacting. So you want to watch out for that. We can all be reactive. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of tension as people are waiting for the debt ceiling. So I think there's going to be a lot of talk around that. And, um, You know, I think the 31st, um, which I believe is a Tuesday, it, it's just going to be a really tense day. I think we're going to see some legal challenges. I think, um, you know, people are going to be on edge. So I'd use the Memorial Day weekend as a time to kind of do some self-care, um, do some honey, some of the honey-do list around the house. Take, take care of yourself and your family get in some nurturing time or organize, you know, just, you know, again, or I don't mean necessarily politically organizing, but you could do that. Um, but just, you know, tidying up around the house, um, just getting ready for the, the full moon in June. Um, speaking of, we got the full moon workshop happening on Sunday, the 28th, and that's where I do a channeled meditation. Um, everybody gets a recording. I do the Q and A's off the recording. So we do the lecture part and then we do the meditation. You get the two recorded files. I don't take questions on the recording because, you know, I want people to feel safe. I think that's really important. We were talking about that in the natal chart class. Um, I gave the introduction class, uh, this last Saturday and it was just really important to make sure people knew this isn't like the classroom environment you grew up in. This is a place to really learn and grow and it's okay to make a mistake. You don't have to try to impress me. You're here to learn. I'm here to teach and I'm not going to favor right answers over the willing attitude of the learner. You know, if you're, if you're a willing student, I'm a willing teacher. That's just, you know, I love that. I love people who are eager to learn and, and ready to expand their knowledge. And so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the attitude we kind of have to have right now. I think instead of feeling like we have to know what we're doing, we have to understand we're starting to what we really are walking into new territory, all of us, and we're learning as we go. And I think if we have a do or die attitude, um, that that's just so much more stress than we need. I think if we all just gave each other a little bit of a break and said, you know, we haven't been here before. We're learning as we go and not expect like everybody's like ready to point the finger. Whose fault is it? What if, what if it's that fault is so old, there's no point to pointing fingers. But what if we could create solutions together? You know, um, I always like to remind everybody of that old TikTok sound where, oh no, the table is broken. 
and when the dog crashed over the couch and smashed the table, knowing that the dog smashed the table didn't fix it. We know what caused all of this, you know, economically, climate change, like we've been talking about this for decades. It's, it's, it's tiring to hear the same old arguments. Each generation picks up the torch and carries the argument forward. Um, we know, but knowing the cause doesn't always find the cure unless you've been poisoned, then you need the antidote. But right now we need to come up with solutions and innovate. We need to innovate by connecting with one another. We need to brainstorm. We need to collaborate. Um, and not everybody, you know, we need to execute as well. We need to get shit done, um, and stat. So, you know, but for this weekend, let it be a quiet one. Let it be a time to just connect, to ground, to tune in. And, uh, you know, again, I, I do think we will see some interesting events happen, natural events around the globe. It could be seismic. It could be weather. It could be volcanic. Um, any number of days. Um, throughout this week through the weekend. Um, it's getting interesting, folks. It is, it is. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to... This week is not as volatile as last week was. Last week, there was just like, I don't know. I'm still recovering. By the end, by Friday, I felt like I'd been beat up on the inside. Um, it was just, it was just a lot of energy. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Um, do we need to get more stuff out of the dryer? Do we? Okay. Um, you ready to, ready to put the dishes away? I'll help you do that. Open the cupboard. I've got it. Okay. I'm just looking, you know, we're really, other than the T square that we're kind of dealing with over the next few days. Um, and then the Jupiter node conjunction, which is kind of nice. There, there's not a lot more happening like we need any more happening. <laughs> um, you know, it's Gemini season. We could celebrate that. Um, June 3rd. June 3rd. And I'll do next week's episode all about that is the full moon in Sagittarius. And that promises to be some interesting times. Um, you know, these, these early month full moons have packed a wallop guys. Um, so this weekend we want to relax. Sometimes you just have to have a moment of quiet and, and that's what I see. I see a moment of quiet, kind of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, kind of wild. Um, I'm just looking at the third. Yeah. It's it's a little wild. That full moon is square um Saturn. It happens at night, but it'll be a beautiful moon that night. That's the upside. That's the upside. Now, this one is not at one degree like all the other ones have been. 
um, this one is at 13 degrees. And um, I think think it's going to have to do with foreign relations. I think it's going to have to do with expanding our minds and creating new visions. Um, Mars and Jupiter are in a separating square, but Mercury and, and Uranus are conjunct. And so there could be some interesting transportation things happening that night. Um, or through that day. It's just, it, we're just, it's just interesting. Okay. So since this full moon is mid degree, we're actually dealing with um, midpoint of a process. It's not a beginning process. It's, it's revealing, um, it's revealing a midpoint in a process. So this could be something to do with foreign relations. This could be doing with trade agreements. This could be, um, all manner of things. And that's June 3rd, June 3rd. So it's an ongoing situation. Um, it's not new. So this is not surprise, surprise, surprise. Other than Mercury is conjunct Uranus. Um, it's mixed messages universe, but we'll do a whole episode on that. We'll do a whole episode on that. I wish I had better news for you guys. Um, we have some quiet time this week. It's, it's kind of a roller coaster. Okay. So put your crash helmets on, buckle up. I'm tired too. Okay. I'm tired too, but there's opportunity in chaos. There's opportunity in the maelstrom. There's opportunity in crisis. And if you can keep your focus, even a little bit, if you can listen in that quiet after the breakdown, for the solutions in the breakthrough magic happens and I know that to be true it's been the way in my life so many times I thought you know well that's it that's over you know there's nowhere else to go there's my back's against a wall I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place I can't think of one more thing one more solution I can't I can't I can't I'm tired I cannot get up out of bed I cannot take one more step I cannot tell you the amount of times in my life I felt that way that's why I can tell you with certainty it's not a very useful space <laughs> it's a natural thing to do but it's not a very useful space and when I've chosen to listen, and obviously I have done many times, I took one more step, one more breath. Even as a little kid, when nothing looked like it was ever going to be good, I woke up every morning saying, it's got to be better than this. It's got to be better than this. When I'm a grown-up, it's got to be better than this. And you know what? As Even in a world that's going through a shitstorm, still better than it was back then in fact hell I would have paid for the problems I've got today perspective is everything my friends don't buy into the media hype that this generation is facing the worst of this and this generation is facing the worst of this they're doing it to sow division it isn't that it is a complete lie it is just merely a way to keep you disempowered okay so if they want us to zig, we need to zag. We've got to innovate. 
and we can't do that from thinking about the problems and that's why they keep you absorbed in them deep breaths understand your capabilities and we're in it together all right let's do some astrology q a astrology q a wow so many new questions thank you patrons keep asking me i love them so dolce asks if the hypo if hypothetical planet nine were to be discovered what effect would it have on astrology is it is a celestial body but we haven't known about it for very long um would it even change anything i don't i don't think it really changes a whole lot um <clears throat> What I would hope people didn't do is what they did with the other outer planets where they, especially Pluto, where they really over assigned. They also did it with some asteroids as well, where if it got named after a Greek or Roman myth, they would assign that mythos as meaning to the interpretation. And I think that's a really dumb thing to do. I think we have to observe it. I think, you know, everybody wants to claim astrology is a science, but if they're not willing to sit down and make observations and collect data and they want to assert information without observation, then I think it doesn't work. Um, I think, you know, we've got a couple of planets that have dual, you know, rulership of, you know, like Mercury, it rules both Gemini and Virgo, um, Venus rules both Taurus and Libra. I think there's room for, for other celestial bodies that we could have assigned. I had an astrophysicist kind of come at astrology by even though they're a medium so it wasn't like it was woo woo that was the issue but they were like so tell me um since you like pluto so much do you you know what about all the other trans neptunian bodies and i'm like you know it could just be the lens through which we see the trans the trans neptunian bodies maybe that's the filter you know we can't know for sure. Why are you asking us for facts when we're still collecting data? We've never seen a full orbit of Pluto in human consciousness. It was not in our consciousness until 1930. So the same would go for whatever celestial body gets discovered. You can't really apply these celestial bodies um, to past events because they weren't in our consciousness. So... There you go. That's a pretty cool question. Thank you for asking it. Um, let's see. All right. I'm going to slide forward. I wish there was a faster way to slide through these questions. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to delete them. Maybe I need to make a new form and I'll just collect a whole bunch of them. Because, let's see. Oh, I already did that. Mm -hmm. I answered that. There we go. 
that one. Goodness sakes. I'll have to start singing in a minute. Um, oh, I wish I could tell you about all the cool stuff that's coming up. I, I Let me talk. I'll, I'll rattle while I look for more questions to answer. But um, I have a bunch of podcasts that I've been on. In fact, I'm recording one to this afternoon with a very cool person. And I have another one I'm recording with um, tomorrow on Tuesday. Um Oh, I answered this one. So that one got answered. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Okay. I have a question. Um, so Maverick. Hi, Maverick. What does it mean when Neptune is transiting one of your big six? You know, I'm not a fan of the big three, big six stuff. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going at you. Um, first of all, we have the ascendant and then we have personal placements. That's what it is. That's the nomenclature. So it would depend. A Neptune transit is going to have a different flavor depending on what placement it's transiting. And Neptune takes 14 years to transit a sign. Okay. 14 years to transit a sign. So when, when Neptune is transiting a personal placement, so whether it's the ascendant, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, um, those guys, uh, it can be it can be really interesting you know you might have some interesting it, it depends on on where it's transiting and what kind of aspect it's making so a transit can be a conjunction but it can be a sextile it could be a square it could be an opposition it could be a trine and each one of those is going to have a different quality um, man, when Neptune was opposite my sun and Mercury, that was in the nineties. Ah, man, it was so weird. It, and it takes a while. It takes a couple years, right? To finish it. You know, you have the approach and then it's exact and then it has the separation. And it was like my identity was dissolved. Like I, I, I already had a tough time with it to start with, you know, <laughs> Because I was born with Neptune in the first house, trying my son of Mercury. And it was like, who am I? Who do you want me to be? <laughs> and so whatever identity I had formed was just absolutely dissolving while I had Pluto running through the first house. It was kind of a double whammy. Um, oh, it was something else. Um, and then Neptune conjuncted Mars and it was just a really weird time. I think saying it's just really weird could be a very Neptunian transit type of statement. So it just honestly really just, just depends on what the transit is. If you want to ask a follow-up to this so I can get more specific with you, that would be fine. But each one of those transits, you know, so, you know, I, the one thing I really remember from the opposition to my son and Mercury, because they're Kazemi, um, I felt like I was talking underwater. Like it didn't matter what I said. People just could not hear what I was saying. It was like, 
like I'm telling you this right now and you're hearing me say raspberry tarts, you know, it, it was so bizarre. That's why when I sit in gratitude for you guys, when I'm like, oh, wow, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hearing what I have to say. It's because I live through that transit. <laughs> Like Pluto opposite Sun and Mercury has nothing on that Neptune. <laughs> it's just intense. It's like, girl, you got to change how you do things, says Pluto. Whereas Neptune was like, <laughs> and people would be like, yeah, the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane. People like, what I'm saying is, I need help. I would like some help, please. You're very strong and you can do everything on your own. Okay. No, that is not what I was saying. Yes, I know that's what you were saying. You know, it was just nuts. And it was like everywhere. It wasn't just like one space. Like it, it was, it was interesting. My intuition developed a lot at that time and my cognitive ability of it versus my natural abilities. So getting, you know, I found, um, you know, like Reiki training and all kinds of things in the nineties because of those transits. So it could be a real spiritual experience. Um, I had, you know, my first real, other than as a very small child, um, I had a meditative experience that was pretty wild where I just really knew I was connected to the all it is. It's one of the reasons I'll, I'll argue to the day as long. We don't need psychedelics. Um, it can happen in meditative states and it certainly can happen during a transit. What I will say is if you have Neptune transiting your Mercury um, in any way, shape or form, any aspect, um, you really don't need psychedelics. You really don't. And in fact, they could be a little over the top for you at that point. But yeah, not saying that you're using psychedelics, Maverick, but you know, I was just speaking in general. All right. <clears throat> Let's say what's up next. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, okay. I'm going to answer that question later. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Maverick. You know what? I should have known Maverick asked me this question. Maverick is an avaricious learner and I love teaching. So. Heather, I love you. Uh, since we're in such intense and heavy times right now, to help lighten the load, can you tell us a funny astrology story? It can even be a Uranus joke. I love Uranus jokes. Um, <laughs> a funny astrology story. Uh, okay, it's it's a weird story. It's not necessarily funny, haha. Although funny, haha good friend of mine who's an astrologer and and he and I, I I've, I've helped him co-teach he was getting started and so I'd go with training wheels for him I love supporting people on their journeys and his <laughs> my, his Uranus is on my moon in our sinistry <laughs> and so we often make jokes about that like Uranus is on my moon and people will look at us <laughs> it's really funny anyway um naughty uh true story in in 2014 i was at a business networking group and as a business consultant okay because i develop revenue streams for people and astrology was something i did very much on the qt 
because I did not want to lose credibility and it was not a space or a place that was accepting of, of anything woo. And so it was, it was one of those lunch meetings. And so we, we were doing our little bit of socializing before sitting down and this woman approached me. She was a new member and she walked up and she looked at me. I was in a black business suit and she said, so you're an astrologer. And I'm like, and you are psychic. We're taking this to a corner. And she ended up being the Washington State um, Astrological Association president. And that was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened. So that was kind of funny. Um, I don't have any funny stories on me, but I'm going to hold that card. I've been trying to think of lighter things to say. We are in heavy times. And I'm feeling the weight as much as everybody. So I'll try to think of something funny. But that was a good one, Heather. Thank you. And I hope your move's going good. Um, thank you. Let's see. Let's get a learning question. Um, okay, that's looking for another one. Some of these are really good questions, but they're kind of complicated, so I need to sit with them for a little bit. Um, answer that one. Let's see. Oh, this is a great question. This is from Lisette. How does the Ascendant and Midhaven differ in how you are seen and how do they blend or if they do? You know, sometimes the Midhaven and the Ascendant can blend a little bit. A lot of times, though, they don't because they're kind of a square. But not every Ascendant and Midhaven are a square. They can be sextile. Yeah, they can be sextile. Um, they're usually not trying, but they can be sextiled, which is interesting when that happens. Um a little more rare than the square more often the square because and this is how i like to describe the ascendant so the ascendant is your physicality okay it's your physical body it's your physical appearance and it's how you kind of assert your personality in the world when you don't know anybody you know it's a first impression face and so it's like whether you're walking, I like to say it's how you walk through a door or into a room. Okay. And so it's how you walk into the grocery store. It's how you walk into a concert. It's how you walk into a conference room and it will that and other factors, but the, it's still pretty much is your baseline for walking into somewhere. And so there are people who will just walk in and be like, see me, feel me, touch me, hear me. Hey, how you, how you, how you give me high fives. Um, and there's other people like myself who will walk in very quietly. Um, I will walk in, you know, you really see my Scorpio rising if I don't know people, um, or don't know people well, or I'm in a new environment, I'm very cautious. I'm very quiet. I walk in, I kind of step over to the side, I survey things, right? Whereas if I'm comfortable and confident where I'm at and I'm in my power, which isn't about dominance and control, it's just I'm I'm certain I have the confidence of where I'm at, you'll see that 
differently and that's my midhaven. So it's not like my ascendant isn't confident, it's cautious. So it's a little more protective. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know these people. I'm going to survey the situation. And once I feel confident and I take a bold step forward, then you see my midhaven. Okay. So the midhaven is how people see us in our passion or in our power, um, in our confidence. Um, it's where we wield authority. It's how we wield authority or it's how we deal with authority figures. Okay. Um, so it's a, a reputation. It's our calling. It's where, how we are in our passion. And so that's the 10th house. So that there is a difference, right? Um, they don't often blend. They can sometimes be at odds together because let's put it this way. The 10th house, you don't really see that in yourself. Other people see it. It's like switching gears. So like the ascendant is how we protect ourselves. It's how we assert ourselves and assertion can be protection. And so think of it, you, you have different layers of self. We are not always the same person. We always have different roles we play, you know? So, and some people are a lot more consistent. It depends on what else is going on in the chart too, right? Some people are always bold, walking into places, right? Um, I hope this answers your question. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but the ascendant shows how we just walk into the room. The 10th house shows how people recognize us in our power or what our reputation is, how it's, it's seeing us more in authoritative view or what we're known for. It's our reputation. You can't really have a reputation as a stranger, right? So you can, if people gossiped ahead of time, but that'll show in the chart too, you know? So there's usually an at odds with the square between the rising and the 10th house, because to be really comfortable in your 10th house, unless you have personal planets there, um, you usually don't see that in you. So like for me, I have Leo Midhaven and I have a Scorpio rising. Um, I'm a little shy by nature and I'm, I'm very socially cautious. Um, not a lack of confidence, but I just like to make sure I like where I'm at and I like the vibe. Um, and people will see me as super, super confident and they always have, and people would do what I said, even as a kid, I mean, grownups, grownups would ask me my advice. I was like five and they'd be listening to me as I lectured them. I'd be like, do you know, that's really weird. I feel really not confident in you. (laughs) You're listening to me. Um, I couldn't see why, like, why would people listen? And, um, it took me a long time now, now that I'm older and I have experience under my belt and I'm not talking about from when I was five, but even 20 years ago, um, I'd be like, why the hell are people listening and following me? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, it wasn't imposter syndrome. I'd just be like, I literally don't know why I'm doing what are, why are they asking me? Um, now it's like, no, I know. I know. So they see the, they see the confidence, but I'm still going to be quieter walking into, you know, a place I'm not familiar with just because I like a little bit more certainty. I don't like surprises. And so 
until I feel certain you're not going to see that confidence. So there's a push me, pull you. Also the push me, pull you. Um, like, I don't like being on camera, right? That's the Scorpio raising. I don't like being on camera, but to meet my objections, my objectives and ambitions to teach a whole lot of people about astrology, guess what I got to do? I got to do the tiki talkies and the YouTubes and the live streaming. And I'm, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite thing. I'd rather do this, this audio 10 times more. So we'll talk about that in natal chart foundations. Um, and also we'll go through it a little bit more in the, uh, intermediate course as well. But yeah, that was a really good question. So most often there's a push me, pull you between your, you know, your understanding of self as well as that first house, right? That's how you conceive yourself. And then you have what the world sees. Um, really great book that has nothing to do with astrology, but everything with how the world sees you. In fact, that's the name of the book, How the World Sees You by Sally Hogshead. It's a great book. Um, Sally Hogshead is a Hall of Fame speaker and she's an advertising maven. She's also a really nice lady. I've communicated with her. She's really cool. She wrote this book about 10 years ago. Um, and it really helps you see what other people value in you. And I was excited the first time I came across the book because as an astrologer, I was like, oh my God, she just described the 10th house without using astrology. She is amazing. Um, so that's, that's a fun one. To look at that'll help describe that energy and then just keep thinking 10th house while you're looking at it all right i think i've got time for one more let's see um, maybe not oh wait can you explain Pluto and Sagittarius as the weight of a micro generation's contribution to the species planet as a whole? I'm curious about the energy Gen Z carries and would also, if time allows, love to hear about millennials and Gen X's Pluto energy. Wow. I think I'll cover this one again next week because I, I could actually do a whole episode. I should do a poll. If you guys want me to do a whole episode about the general like kind of the generational aspect of Pluto because it's really not a generational planet is a transpersonal planet and I could do a whole episode I could I, I, I plan on writing a book about Pluto um Pluto you have to look at the time it was active so Pluto and Sagittarius was the mid 90s through the mid 2000s right until 2008 and there was a lot of political change happening there was globalization happening interesting enough not internationalism but true globalization which kind of destabilized us in the long run um and as far as like gen z the weight of their contribution i think it is unfair to place that on their shoulders. Um, it's, it's not one generation's job to make things better. It's kind of a collective experience, but I think they're going to push really hard to make change. They're very idealistic. Um, 
But you have to remember, Sagittarius can bite off more than it can chew. And it also gives up when it's frustrated sometimes because it forgets how long the journey is. And one of the things I think we need people to remember is we need people with staying power. So that's that's what I can answer about Pluto and Sagittarius. But I think it would be good to go through the different Pluto groups and talk about um, how that energy can play out. And, and what it means for us. So maybe we'll do a special episode about that. Maybe I'll do it just for patrons. <gasps> Lisa, maybe I'll do that for patrons. Okay, I'm going to look at one more astrology question. Speaking of teaching astrology, guys, I, um, I uh, made flashcards for natal chart foundations. And these have been so fun to make. And everybody's kind of handling them in a different way, which is super fun. Um, I've been enjoying that. So um, some people are putting them into like trading card folders. And I'm like, I am honored. Um, other people are gluing them together. But these are super fun and and meant to be teaching tools. Um, the set got pretty big. Um, it's pretty simple. I didn't make it fancy or anything. Mostly because I was thinking of people printing them out. Um, you know, so I think that's it. I think that's all the questions we'll answer today. I'll, I'll bring some good questions in next week. Um, I look forward to patron questions and again, I'll do a patron only Pluto episode. I'll write that down so I don't forget. Um, speaking of Sag influence, um, because Sag can be like, Hey, yeah, I'll do that. And then gets busy and forgets. Um, it's not intentional and it's not breaking promises. It's literally just busy brain. Um, but anyway, I really appreciate everybody. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast again, go listen to, um, Christine's podcast out of the box with Christine. She is amazing. She'll inspire you. She is, she's my type of person. I just really enjoyed being on their podcast and I, I hope you go listen to them. I will talk to you next week. Um, have a really good long weekend. Next episode drops um, Monday the 29th on my mommy's birthday. And we'll talk about that full moon June 3rd. <laughs>